now, in association with the old man who walks around the town centre asking for change, you know the one, we present the Henderson Doorframe 13th of August Special. Having defeated Ivan Drago and brought about the end of communism, when we last left our hero, he and the chief had been tragically killed to death. Now, fully recovered, Henderson returns feeling like a new man. I parked my three-litre Shetland granny in the underground car park of Long Division and walked towards the lift. Thank you, dear. Would you like a Werther's original? Not now, thank you, Granny. As I approached the lift doors, my mobile phone rang. <coughs> Henderson Doorframe of Long Division, a secret department of the British Secret Service speaking. <coughs> ah, yes, Simon. I've just turned up like... <coughs> What's that? The Chief wants to see me? <coughs> Need worries, Lake. I'm on my way. Lake. After taking the lift to the first floor, I was ordered by security to take it back again, as it was causing a blockage in the corridor. Ten minutes later, I walked into the outer office of the Chief's pretty secretary. Good morning, Simon. What's that? The Chief is furious that I'm late. That is maybe, but I've good reason as to why I'm late. Oh, there's no need for that sort of language. I'll bid you good day. Come in. Aye, isn't it? Ah, there you are, doorframe. You look different. As do you, sir. You've grown your hair, and I can see you've had a change around of your face, as well as putting on a different dress. And you've changed gender, sir. Mom. Well? Not bad, thanks. Yourself? Been better. As you can imagine, this new position is taking a bit of getting used to. Aye, stepping into another man's shoes, like... Actually, Commander, the shoes fit perfectly. It's this moustache that's causing me a bit of grief. Aye, this never happened to the other fella, like... Your accent is very strong. Now, Commander, what part of Scotland are you from? Tainside, ma'am. What about you? Which part? All of me. Anyway, where have you been? You're late. Aye, sorry about that. I was attacked by an enemy agent in a canvas shelter. Why were they wearing a canvas shelter? They were in disguise, Mom. I was in a camping shop asking for some advice as to why I couldn't get me tent up. And what did they say? Nothing, Mom. They just gave me some pills. Anyway, the enemy agent and I fought and I thought I was a gunner. Good Lord, Commander. How on earth did you escape? I managed to shoot him in the gazebo. Yes, I can see that all those hours spent on the firing range has done wonders for your marksmanship. That was quite a shot. Thank you, Mom. It was lucky he was bent over at the time, though. So, now to business. Would you like a drink? How does a sparkling mineral water sound? Um, sort of... I would think. Yes, your file said that you were a master of imitating drinks. Whiskey? A bit of a challenge, Mom, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> 
like a vodka martini? The standard drink for all undercover operatives. Why not? Now, Commander, we have a situation right here in central London, England. There are seven terrorists at large. Do you think you can round them up? Yes, indeed, Mom. The answer is ten. Excellent work, Commander. I can see that you'll be an excellent fit here. What can you tell me about Agent Robert Williams? Codename Angel. Robbie. I've worked with him in the past. What was he like? Any good? It was a tough assignment. But through it all, he offered me protection, a lot of love and affection. Yes. Probably a little more than the remit required, but we'll go with it. Why I? Now, the Boffins at Short Division have come up with an ingenious mode of transport which will get you to your desired location within a very short space of time. I would tell you all about it myself, but the other actor hasn't had anything to do in this episode so far and is getting a little bit peeved, so he's decided to insert himself into the scene whether we want him or not. He should be here any second now. Come in. Ah, there you are, Professor. You're late. Not really. I've been standing in the wings waiting for you two scene hoggers to let me in so I can grace this episode with my God-given talent and raise the level of excellence to, well... Excellent. Yes. Anyway, Commander Doorframe, this is Professor Odessa, the agency hairdresser. Professor Odessa, agency hairdresser, this is Commander Doorframe of Long Division, a secret department of the British Secret Services. I would do the running gag, but to be honest, we're nearly out of time already with that last paragraph. Why, I? It's a pleasure to... Oh, goodness. No time, no time. Let's get on with this spectacular piece of audio acting before everybody turns it off through apathy. Well, really, Professor, we still have another page of dialogue and comedy innuendos to get through yet. Problem solved. Back to me. Now then, Commander, pay attention. The boffins at Short Division have come up with an ingenious mode of transport which will get you to your desired... Yes, Professor. The Chief told us. What is it? My big moment. And you ruined it! Just tell us what it is! You don't even have to be here, you know, you egotistical ham! Right! That's it! Enjoy your adventures from now on! I'll get some old hack to write them! have developed this. Good lord, what is it? It's called a musical link. Use it and you'll be in another location in a matter of seconds. Yes, don't use it too soon, Commander. We haven't finished the briefing yet. We need you to get to Paris, France immediately. Right, give me that musical link. If you can't be trusted with it, then I'll just have to hang on to it until you need it. We need you to go to Paris, France and locate the mysterious master criminal Lord Asthma from season one. Well? Not bad, thanks. Hang on. We've done that joke, haven't we? Yes, we have. But that was the end of the briefing. Shouldn't you be getting going? Indeed, Mom. But you're still holding the musical link. Ah, yes. How remiss of me. Here you are. Now get going, Commander. We're all counting. A little while later, I found myself in Hanover, Germany, before the chief could finish her sentence. Once I realised that I'd pressed the wrong musical link, I tried again. Good day, mate. Nope. Olay. Nope. <laughs> 
Bonjour, mes amis. Mayonnaise, rendezvous, mange to. Finally, Paris, France. Just then, my mobile phone rang. Henderson Dorfrim of Long Division Lake, a secret department of the British Secret Service speaking Lake. Ah, there you are, Commander. Whilst you've been globetrotting, we've had some new information that Lord Asthma has moved his operations to a new secret island lair on Junction 9 of the M11 in Essex. Really, Mom? Yes, well, it's actually more of a roundabout than an island, although the way bridge running through the middle of it does divide it in two. We need you to get there as soon as possible. Apologies, Mom. Carry on. We need you to get there as soon as possible and get inside. Now you can go. Thank you, Mom. A little while later, I found myself on the tropical island of Junction 9 of the M11. I walked into the poolside bar and sat down. Can I help you, sir? Newcastle Brunel, please. Shaken, not stirred. Certainly, sir. That's quite a broad accent you have there. What part of Scotland are you from? Tainan Weir. Mokai the news. Can I offer you a knuckle sandwich, sir? Sounds delicious. No hard feelings, sir. Not since my girlfriend left me, no. And with that celebrated return of that gag from season one, I slipped into unconsciousness. I woke up in a darkened room, tied to a broken down old grandad. Don't move, son. Why not? My sciatica is acting up and I've just got comfortable. Where is my broken down old granny? What have you done with her? I'm here, Commander. Hang on a second. You're not granny. <laughs> no, indeed. It is I, criminal mastermind, Fraulein Leslie Nobo Locks, from Berlin, Germany. Then who is this that I'm tied to? It is I! The one shining light in this otherwise god-awful production. Never have my talents been so welcome like an oasis in a desert of mediocrity. Yes, I'm already regretting teaming up with him. Absolute scoundrel. There was no need to drop that forest on him. Why not? Wooden acting deserves a wooden death. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Get it? Get it? <laughs> oh, never mind. The situation looked grim, like a cold night in Sunderland. I had to think fast, otherwise this could be the shortest season in the show's history. What's now for our hero? Is the situation really as bad as he makes out? 
Or is it more like a weekend break in Bishop Storford, when the car dealership has closed for the night, thus depriving the town of its entertainment? Will Henderson make it out alive and use the musical links to escape? Find out in the next episode entitled Henderson Doorframe Makes It Out Alive and Uses the Musical Links to Escape! That was episode 15 of Henderson Doorframe of Long Division, with Jim Thompson as Henderson Doorframe, Jan Kelly as the Chief, Granny and Old Crone, and Steve Hannum overacting as usual. The episode was written and produced by Steve Hannum. Nope! I'm not having anything more to do with this. Very well. The episode was written and produced by Sven Armenhat.